So yeah, there was an issue with the with the record button. That's my fault. This is why we need an engineer. Um, but so some, so basically we lost all that. Everything? Yeah, everything. All right, you know, uh, it's all good. Maybe that wasn't for the people. Clark, hey, you lucky Clark County ain't here, boy, from um, you know Atlanta. Oh, you why? Clark County. You don't remember that rapper? Nah. He beat people up and they fuck up in the engineering. Oh, you don't remember that episode? I remember that Wait. from. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> He got up and walked out. And he, and From Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. We're looking back at the last decade. It's, a, uh, you know, a New Year episode. Ad bros, introduce yourselves again. Okay. This is AD. Glad to be here. I'm not doing this 2020 Beyond, but I just did it, so whatever. Easy Rosé, man. Get your paper. Stay out these people with. And you got uh, your friendly... Um, podcaster here, uh, Tony Stallion, here to uh, capture the content and put us out there in the world. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, basically, before we jumped on the mic and when we were on the mic and it was recorded, we were talking about you know creativity in the last um, ten years, and I'm gonna try to recap it uh, if I can remember it all. But um, you know. The first thing I wanted to talk about in terms of ad news, which is a little bit of bad news, is in the last decade there were about uh, ten agencies that um, that didn't make it yeah. in the last ten years. And actually, you know what? I'm not even gonna go, go into the names of the agencies. I'm going to not cut put check. yeah, and also I'm just gonna put a link in the bio. They broke uh, anyway. That's <laughs> I'll put a link in the bio where people could check it out if you're interested. But the interesting part that we were talking about is. Um, New ideas and innovation, right? Um, which I think is a, a key. And, and new ideas, innovation, and timing, I think, are key parts, especially of this uh, podcast. And it's easy to say in retrospect, but um, you know, AD, I remember you mentioned it before we jumped on the mic that you were saying that you know you're getting a little bit older. Yeah, your your jab isn't hitting like it used to, and you're running you're running low on ideas. Um, it's a natural thing, man. And you know, look. I'm 43, and I still come up with ideas, but, you know, my cadence is not as sharp as it used to be because of, you know, life shit, other things, different variables. But more than anything, man, you know, your ideas have to be reflective of the moment, right? And I just think for anybody who's great, you just need to keep, you know, new young people around you so you can always have fresh ideas. Miles Davis did that. Miles Davis oh, yeah. always kept a new group of young musicians around him. To reinvent the sound. And anybody, you know, going forward, some of the greats in the past, they always kept a flock of new people yeah. around. And I just think if you think about... Kanye like, does that a lot. But yeah, not just him, but, you know, Jay. I mean, Jay, too. Jay with the rock. He, yeah, I mean, yeah. you wouldn't... Yeah. I mean, any of those guys, for the most of them, no. Yeah. Except for some of these MC motherfuckers. They always just want to be <laughs> on their own little island and, you know, they're kind of narcissistic. So if you think about, like, you know, advertising, branding, brands, companies... I mean, look, you know, their bloodline is always going to be like the new employee, right? And and the reality of it is, 
if you want new ideas, you got to keep new people around. Also, you got to think about like if a company's been known for doing one specific thing or a couple of different things specifically, then maybe that company need to either spawn off a new company to do something uniquely different or acquire or maybe some new companies need to just That's actually invented. a good point. I think Google did that. Yeah, like yeah. with ABC, ABC and they, with they, Alphabet. Yeah, Alphabet. And they did it too when like a lot of people don't, oh, some people do remember when the Google glasses kind of that shit was trash, bro. flopped. They but they did it. I don't. I don't. I can't remember if they did it through Google or if they did they it put through it back, a subsidiary. Well, they sent it back to Alphabet, company, right? Okay, yeah. And I think they really want to. So they don't really get the blame for the flop. Well, yeah, they try to make it a consumer product that wasn't ready for the market, yeah. right? And maybe it need to be more about the timing yeah. thing. It's not ready. So that's a good point too, because again, we mentioned this before the mics uh, went off. Um, you know. And looking back at the last decade and looking forward to the new decade in in terms of agencies and creativity, do we need do do we really need do we need new agencies? Do we or do we need new products? Or do we need new consumers? You know, I, I think don't know if you need new consumers. Consumers consumers are always gonna be there. Yeah. It's just gonna change, but you go. But do you need a new brand in order to have new ideas out there and have innovation in the creative market? That's kind of like the question. I'll say yes and. Hmm. That's positive. Um, I think is I think it just depends on like the problems of the time. Yeah. Right. Like things are created be by way of whether it be clutter, confusion, or just like things aren't happening efficiently enough. Yeah. So then you you start to pivot away from the norm and say like, wow, like if I'm taking a step back. How do I fix this? Right. So mm-hmm. I think just depending on, I mean, we talked about Uber, right? Yeah. People couldn't catch a cab. That's reality. So it's like someone said. Certain people couldn't catch a cab. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. We, yeah. Danny right. Glover. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the reality is now it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. And now it's like, yo, I can, you know, within two taps of my thumb, I can uh, hail a cab. And now the people who are running the industry are at a are in a position where they either have to like figure out like all right do I join this Uber right um conversation or do I just fade out? Well, just to jump in, I think the you know talking about Uber, I think Uber did a great job of fixing uh two problems because for the consumer not being able to catch a cab, but for the for the driver not be able to afford a medallion because a medallion is like a million dollars. Yeah. Right? Cause they told people like, yeah. yo, with this medallion, you're the only person who can drive a cab in New York city. Right. So I, th- I think it's New a York thing city, of for example, yeah. commonality. Like what, what is a problem that all of us share? We all share the same problem. All right. How do we go about fixing it from there? You're going to put your dollars behind that or you're going to, whether either as a consumer, you're going to purchase against that or as an investor, you're going to put your dollars behind it and support it. Right. I mean, it's funny because you look at like all the disruptor businesses that came out in the last decade. Right. So that's everything from, you know, the new the new Amazon to Spotify to Netflix streaming to, you know, any ride share to I mean, you know, anything around a smartphone, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, none of those companies. All those experiences were created by, well, most of those companies were not created by the traditional company that, that preceded them, right? Yeah. So Uber was 
you know, you thought like maybe the car companies would create an Uber or Netflix would have been created by, I don't know, some network, right? Or, you know, when it comes down to food delivery, like why the big grocers just couldn't get that solved, right? So you think about going back to your point about new ideas, advertising, um, you know, kind of helping brands to come up with new ideas. It seemed to me that that was a big missed opportunity, not just for the brands, but also for the, the agencies. And, uh, I remember working for an agency, uh, you know, a multicultural agency, you know, back in the days when I first moved to New York. Um, you know, the guy who ran the digital uh, department asked us for a bunch of new ideas. And I basically gave him a bunch of ideas around like a, a consumer engagement, like a product, right? Yeah. Like app ideas. He still wanted advertising ideas. And I just told him, so I feel like it's an old model because it's going to not be sustainable going forward. And long story short, I feel like agencies back in their early teens had an opportunity to create these new businesses that are now thriving yeah. without the agencies, well, without the businesses. But yeah. they decided to just more or less, you know, stick with the old model, which yeah. was I'm going to get a check from this client and we're going to let this client pimp me out. Uh, I pimped them out. But we tricking each other, right? Where you know, why, you know, why agencies and brands was tricking each other? These disruptor companies came out of nowhere. Changing. The world was changing, and these disruptive, disruptive companies came out of nowhere and ate all that cake. Well, that's why it's interesting to see what the next decade is going to lead to for um, you know advertising innovated innovation. But um, I mean, what you guys just described, what you what you about to say, Rose? No. All I was going to say is to your point. I think that is just the reality of the disconnected. Yeah. Right? So you have... I'm glad you said that because it was going to add Yeah, to so point. you have a person who has the, the the bag, per se, and it's like, all right, I just want... Look, I just, I'm just i going to look the other way. Yeah. I don't want no issues. I don't want no problems. Don't shake Let's, the boat. It's, you know, BAU, business as usual. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But then you have the people who say, like, no, there's a real problem. Like, here's how we fix this problem. And then you're like, here's a listen, point. man, I don't want to... You know, stick my toe into that water. I don't want to lean in. See, let's just keep let's just keep things flowing. You, you know what both of you guys just described to me? What? The wire. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and honestly, like, if you haven't seen it by now, go see it. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because when when you guys are talking about brands and everything, it just reminded me of like string a bell and everybody who just did it. They they they, they kind of they cornered the market and they were like, you know what? We're making the money. We're going to do whatever we want. Also, I don't know if y'all saw Top Boy. It's kind of remind me of that, too. Um, but, yeah, then Marlo came. The young dude, Marlo, came out of nowhere and was like, you know what? We're going to change this game a little bit. And Strange tried to change it, though. He did. He tried to go, he he tried tried to to go straight. It. He tried to evolve it. But, you know, Avon just wanted to stick on them but corners, I think the pro- bro. But, but, yeah, but to me, it's just like, yo. Uh, so, Avon, is young, he a brand? You, you got a young. Is he the brand? And, yeah. and maybe Stream was trying to push things yeah he's yeah. the agency kind yeah. of thing yeah right and, and, and marlo was the disruptor marlo is like uh i would say he's probably like a 72 and sunny he's like a, a, okay. a, a agency that comes up with some wild crazy he's ideas outside, right and, and i guess string is internal and he's willing, and he's willing to take the risk and right. do something different and crazy right um yeah and i just think yeah people just get complacent honestly brands got, yeah um so yeah i mean diving into the episode real quick um, what I wanted to do is kind of like look back at the decade as a whole, uh, which I and then kind of dive into you know the first half of the decade and then kind of break into the second half of the decade. So I think looking back at the early 2010s, 
Um, there's a lot of crazy shit that happened that year. Actually, now that like when you look back, you're like, damn, like all this shit happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, musically, a, a lot of you know, just thinking about music uh, and entertainment. Uh, Obama was president at the time. What else was going on? Um, musically, because I just have a bunch of music notes here, you know, because I feel like music puts you in this uh, time capsule and you look back, you're like, damn, I was doing this at that moment. Right. But like some of the top hits that was out during that time was um, that's when Katy Perry Firework dropped. I didn't care about that. Uh, she, she did a thing. Adele rolling in the deep. Uh and uh, let's see, Drake had just dropped, uh, BMF, Rick Ross joint had just <laughs> dropped, uh, and then you know uh, Kanye dropped Run- Runaway, but and then was, and yeah. then that's when LeBron. Oh, and then just to jump to one of the like kind of highlight, and this is all entertainment stuff, right? Um, LeBron had just went to Miami, start the big three, big three, right? So, but that inspired culture. That was culture at the time, right? Yeah, exactly. When you look at some of these things and how they influence the next 10 years, um, we could just pull like one or two of those things out. Um, or we could look at sports like LeBron going to Miami. We could use that as an example, how that influenced basketball for the next 10 years. It did. It, um, and it, how people kind of create teams or how you, how you put a team together. It, it actually changed the model at the time. Um, I guess it was unprecedented, right? Because at that time, well, I felt like they did it on the Celtics, but they didn't announce it. No, so I'm, I'm, oh, you about to you about to break that down? All right, go ahead. Take the ride with me, bro. All right, right. It's unprecedented because a lot of the older cats, like the legends, were kind of they were kind of like uh, befuddled or baffled by it because no player has ever left their team in their prime. Yeah, like yeah, did like did. When the Celtics came together, they had about three or four more good seasons, and then they were just like kind of done. Like KG, Paul Pierce, they were they weren't the same players that they were before. Right. Like LeBron said, no, I'm gonna come and take come through and take two other a line with two other young cats, and then we're gonna win these championships. And then people started making those comparisons, like, oh well, Michael Jordan would never do that, so on and so forth. Like. A lot of players done it, but it was like at the tail end of their career. So like right. now from there, what do we have today? Like, you know, KD left, which is kind of different, but KD left Oklahoma City yep. and went to Golden State, which was already a powerhouse, and he won his championship. So He won with three with them, right? He two. won two with two? them, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like in that run, I think they won. And like, they needed him too. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think it's kind of changed sports a little bit because like now you have these guys that are saying like, you know, it's not about sticking with a team anymore and being like loyal to the team. Like we're loyal to the bag, and then we're we're trying to be loyal to our friends that we p- might play AAU basketball with, or yeah, I just want to be these locations and yeah. family. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Or they're loyal to their fan base. So it's right. almost like LeBron. You're gonna be a LeBron fan regardless of what team he's on, right? So at any given moment, LeBron can engage his audience, especially through social, without the NBA, without. Uh, uh, you know, a publicist without a marketing team, and they're just gonna follow LeBron, whatever, right? So it's not even about LeBron and Cleveland, but it's like LeBron has the brand, and whatever you do, you're gonna follow, right? Yeah. And that was, the, and it's funny, the the, the teams was kind of when I say teams, I'm not talking about like you yeah know, the NBA. I'm talking about the actual 20 teams. 
That was like the decade of the follow. You follow your what you like. Yeah. So if you like LeBron, you're gonna follow him. So real quick, oh, go ahead. No, I mean uh, I, that that's a really good point. Like you follow them, and also too. Although social media was out before that, but I think around that time, like you felt like it you got off. to really know yeah. Yeah. these entertainers and you really get to see them in goofy situations yeah. or really cool situations where before, like if you saw Michael Jackson, like you saw Michael Jackson one time, you're like, wow, yeah. that's oh, Michael Jackson. MTV, yeah. ABC, certain time of day, and somebody had to record if you didn't see it live. Right. So, yeah. so based on what you guys are saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this opportunity to brand 2010 as the year of rebranding. What a decade. Um, what do you mean? Oh, you're talking about the specific team. Oh, yeah, 2010. Yeah, 2010. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so because if you think about LeBron going to Miami, that was him rebranding um, from True. the Cavs. If you think about Kanye. Kanye's Runaway, which we're not going to dive into because that could be a whole Well, I mean, because that whole album that's was rebranding. It was a rebrand. Yeah. It was, it was a, I wouldn't even say a comeback, but he called it an apology album yeah. because of the shit with uh, Taylor Swift. And then also just one other thing, um, politically, uh, just pulling up, and, I'll, and we'll post this in the notes too. Um, according to onthisday.com, uh, in December, um, uh, there was a repeal of don't ask, don't tell policy in the U.S. military. So, like, you know, I think that adds to the point of a lot of people, again, looking in hindsight, because I guess they didn't, they weren't purposely trying to do this. A lot of people were rebranding. People were yeah. trying to change the narrative of how you saw them originally. Um, Car companies was trying to rebrand. Which I think is interesting. Okay. I I mean, think about it. Dive into that. Like, the car companies went through their their spill in the late double O's with, like, the crash, and Obama had to kind of come in and help them. Because people weren't buying cars. Well, yeah, Yeah. because the cars was, like, went through these same issues like the housing, right? And they needed a bailout, and we bailed them out as a taxpayer. But they kind of had to go through, like, a rebrand themselves to a certain degree, right? Because you know some of these car companies was consolidating and buying other car companies, you know. Yeah. So that was a rebrand, definitely with car industry, even with banks. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So moving on, uh, 2011, and also as I go through this list, I, st- I just start to notice, think again, looking at it in hindsight, but it's just like things that started out the beginning of the decade that become these big uh kind of grandiose uh uh i wouldn't say ideas but uh pieces of culture that we look at so 2011 game of Thrones premieres april uh which became a great i mean i didn't watch game of thrones much uh until close to the end i didn't get into Um, it until like 2013 2014 yeah which is which is crazy because of how big the brand became and how big the show became on HBO later on in life. Uh, one of the note, Bin Laden was killed in 2011, um, which was uh, kind of a long-standing thing after 9/11, which we kind of talked about uh, earlier. But yeah, would you say some people found closure in that? Yeah, I think so. I think um, or felt the sense of closure. I would say I would say Americans probably felt probably more so New York people from New York and right. people who 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 anybody who was directly associated with like the Iraq war and like 9-11 probably felt that like a sense of like, all right, this is done or this is finished. Yeah. Even though we, we still in Iraq. I, I'm not going to touch anything. But like, yeah. I got my own. Um, whatever. Right. I, I'm cool. On it. I'm not going to say anything about that. 
Nah, that's cool. Yeah. It's, just, it's just something that happened. But that was year. a milestone. Um, what else happened? Uh, I mean, it did add to Obama's brand. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, well, it did. That, that's a good point. It added to uh, his that's, brand. That's a good way of making it a po- making it not a positive. But well, you I know, because but you know. but it added to nah, that's a good point because I guess a lot of people saw maybe thought of Obama as like nice guy, blah yeah. blah, and then that added to uh, I guess uh, I don't know how to put it, but well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, look. Like he ain't afraid to push the button. No, he's not because it was more drone attacks. Is what, you, is what you could say. You had more drone attacks during Obama's presidency than any other president. However, there wasn't a whole lot of drones in any other presidency prior to Obama. So he was just using the technology at his disposal at the time. So right, you know. Um, Twitter fingers. Well, there's one other thing that happened deals. that year that I don't want to touch on. Well, go for it. Wait. Uh, Gaddafi died that year. Actually, Gaddafi. Damn. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, and I'm not gonna name everybody who died in every year, but just only like big names: Amy Winehouse and yeah. also uh, Steve Jobs. Past 2011. It's funny you say that because everybody feel like that's when Apple took this tipping point of going from being innovative to plateauing to decline. I'm gonna be controversial. All right, go ahead. I feel like... And then we're going to jump into 20. It goes back to the timing thing, right? We, we like to talk about timing. And um, what Steve was very good at was curating technology. He's mm-hmm. good at that. That's what really was his He was innovation. an orchestrator. He orchestrated he, and he curated and knew how to sell technology, right? Um, but if you think about, like, from 2007 to 2011, I mean, what's that? That's, that's what? Four-year kind of, um, yeah, yeah. you know, like, like, like space there. Um, every iPhone, even to this day, always came out with like an incremental update. So, and the way that he sold it was that it was being innovative. Like the first iPhone didn't even have copy and paste. But it Did came, it? no, it didn't. I had the first one. You could not copy and paste on the first iPhone. God the following damn. year with the iPhone 3G, right, um, it had copy and paste on it. Now, you know, that was seen as being innovative and he sold it as innovation. <laughs> So what I feel like what Steve did very well was take these small incremental like advances on a phone and just would just sell it because a lot of that technology existed even before the device was even like actually created. So from 2011 and beyond, maybe the problem with Apple is that it didn't know how to tell a story around its incremental technology. It just put it out there Mm. where Steve knew how to tell a story and it felt like innovation. So if you think about us as like you know creatures of habit the one thing that we like are great narratives we mm. love that shit yeah, humans right? we love narratives, right? narratives and the, and it's funny thing about narratives they're all telling the same story it's just the narrative is told differently or it's packaged up differently right. or is it or you engaging an audience in a different way but it, typically the narratives are almost the same like every religion it's more or less telling the exact same story. It's just yep. engaged differently, right? Boy meets girl, rags to riches, revenge, uh, seeking vengeance, love loss, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, or redemption, some shit, right? So if you think about what Steve was good at, was telling a good brand story and getting you to buy into it. The problem with, I guess, most companies, post, well, at least with Apple, post 2011, 2011, they forgot how to tell a good story. Yeah. They knew how to make a good product. But again, a, a product is just good as the story behind the product. Otherwise, that is it's, just, true. it's just, oh, it should fix things or it orders something. But if it don't have a good compelling story, then you, you don't care. Yeah. You know? um, 
Oh, okay. Uh, so moving on. 2012. Uh, Dan, now that I look at all this shit, I pull out a lot of negative stuff. Uh, but it all affects, I think, things down the line to come. So 2012, WikiLeaks uh, incident happened. Yeah. Kim Jong-un was appointed Supreme Leader. And well, I know I said I wouldn't say this every year, but all right. Three people who passed <laughs> in 2012. It's like an obituary here. Rodney <laughs> King. Whitney Houston died. Rodney King, Whitney Houston, and Adam, I think you say his name is Yach. Yeah, yeah. Um, from uh, Beastie Boys. They all passed in 2012. I think uh, just, just kind of wrapping up 2012 because there's nothing really positive. In well, now look at 2012 because I, I want to hear Rose point on this, right? Like, if That's if, when I first got into advertising. It really? Not interesting. Because yeah. I think I started working at UW like the following year in 2011. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was 2011 when I started working at UW. The, the early, I guess, teens felt more like, I don't know, it, it almost felt like everything about social and online started to kind of turn on itself just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and it kind of did begin with WikiLeaks. You know, mm-hmm. like, like this idea that if social media can do some positive shit. Right. And digital can do positive things. Where's the opposite of that? So that's a good point. Is can we looking back? Can we say that Wiki WikiLeaks uh, uh, WikiLeak leaks is kind of the start of everything you put out digitally can be used against you? Yeah. If you want to like if you want to take a nugget out of 2012, we can maybe say that that's the start of it. Even though it wasn't necessarily social media but it was stuff that you're putting out digitally right. that's being used against you the chicken coming home to roost yeah mm, a little bit yeah a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um jumping into 2013 20, 2012 to 2013 i think that's when a lot of us started working together in advertising started to to build the unit wu tang of podcasts right <laughs> um all right uh jumping into 2013 um, let me see. And again, these are just high level, high level uh, thoughts of what, not even thoughts, high level facts of what happened according to onthisday.com, which aren't paying us, but hey, I'm using them for reference. Um, and a lot of it's entertainment. Orange is the New Black premiered on Netflix. I never watched the show, but I, I heard it was really good. Um, and Frozen drops. 2013. In hindsight, anybody who got kids now, they know. Frozen. I mean, anybody who want to drop a line to their lady, let it go. You know, <laughs> that's all you got to say. Let it go. Um, Lance Armstrong and Mr. Doping, which is crazy because if you think about all the Tour de France he won and, and his brand and everything he got based off winning. Yeah, that whole and live was, strong thing, right? And he was, he was taking steroids. I mean, but okay, let's ask this question, doping. though. Like, but he wasn't the only one. He was just the only one. That, he, he got caught. He the one that got caught, and he had the biggest name. I mean, let's be honest, bro. Like, if you really think the world run off ethics, morals, and code, you're fucking dumb. Right? Not capitalism. Man. It's capitalism, and that's with any industry. Like, from football to blockchain to whatever that shit is, man. Everything is going to have, like, people who's going to cheat. That's just the way it is, right? It is. It's true. Like, so if you really true. If you really think everything is running off fairness... Life is not fair. Just fucking be real about it, right? So, you know, he got caught. Now, the question is, how did he get caught? Because it's a whole movie called, uh, I think, Icarus. 
on Netflix that t- kind of talked about like mm. the doping mm. scandals, not necessarily with him in particular, but you yeah, know, just the whole industry, especially with the Russians. I ain't hey, Russians don't fuck with me. I'm just saying that that shit is on Netflix. Don't fuck with me. I'm just saying, please it's already do not out there, hack right? the pod, right? So, <laughs> so I'm just saying, it, it was a Russian dude, um, like you know, like uh, scientist motherfucker, who basically taught. Talked about how the Russians would actually, you know, gamify or, you know, the whole doping thing. Like, how they would actually get around that shit. Yeah. Like, it was a whole, like, industry around doping. And, you know, if you think about, like, Lance Armstrong, mm-hmm. well, he got caught. So, the question is, how he got caught, why he got caught, and what happened? Well, here, here's the thing. I'm going to pull an AD on you. Pull it. Um, not even focusing on how he got caught. But let's focus on the why. How, not even the why. How taking the morals out of it. How his legacy led to his branding. Yeah. Since, we're, strong, since right? we're marketing people, let's talk about the branding. Yeah, the live strong thing. Right? Live strong, to my knowledge, hasn't really been super affected by it. I mean, I don't have any facts behind. They it. separate it's themselves. A, just, from they're just opinion. Yeah. But if you think about his what Rose just said earlier, uh, uh. Not rags to riches. What was his, what would his story be? Um, coming Redemption? coming of age. Coming maybe? of age, right, right. Like if you think about he he was a cancer survivor. Falling, falling from grace. Mm. Well, I mean it started. I mean it probably ended falling from grace, but it started out because he was a cancer oh, survivor. Right. He had testicular cancer. He won. The, he came back and won the Tour de France. So it's like, do people want to believe the brand story to believe in the brand more than the truth? Does the truth matter? I guess is the point truth of, is of, of using this. In in marketing a brand, unless you know FCC comes and shuts your ass down, right. does the truth matter? I think it's relative. I don't know if it, well, it matters to the individual. Right, mm. it's subjective. It's subjective. But uh, I think we said it earlier. The story, if you look at taking taking out the whole doping thing and and him getting caught for that, the story of what led to that, and then I'm not sure if he. I think he has a documentary where he flipped it. And, and he starts to talk about why he felt like he had to cheat. Wait, so he did Nino Brown? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I got. I, I, I swear, there's, there's sure a documentary that came out on Netflix uh, that talked about doping. I think, and and I, I feel like he said something about like, yo, like you know, like I, I didn't watch it, but I feel like he's. It was something in the vein of like, yo, I had like not that he had to do it, but it, it's kind of like taking. Taking even his gold medals and all that stuff got taken away, and then saying like, "Hey, like a Nina Brown situation." That's that's kind of a quick way of putting it. Um, but yeah, do you think that uh, that that hurt the branding of his of his of his branding? I guess. And then we could jump into twenty fourteen, and then and maybe then get halfway. Through. Okay. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, mm. Yeah. I mean, Live Strong was pretty strong, right. but then again, it's kind of like. But as, but was it on a decline by the time it got out? I was going to say that, right? By the like, time it got out that he was doping, did people even care about Live Strong? Because yeah. I remember when everybody had the Live Strong bands, right? But then I think even the strong part of it, like I've I've heard, I've seen that in other places, right? So uh, Jim Kelly is like, he had cancer, and he was fighting cancer. It was like cancer, oh, Kelly Strong, like that, like I've I've kind of heard that like kind of saying or model. Right, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know, like, I think it's a combination of, like, you know, 
him fighting through it. So like that is one narrative per what you said, and then like kind of like falling from grace because like now all of this is like just this lie now. So it's like, what do we do with this lie? Like, do we care about it? Do we say? Well, you know, the motherfucker did have cancer. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, <laughs> like, do you give do you give a little a little laugh? Yeah. Uh, okay, question: Could he have survived that scandal in today's world versus whenever that happened back in twenty thirteen? Because that's seven years. I, ago. I think he could have. I think he could have. I think he could survive it if he if it if it if the scandal blew while. He was racing while he was getting over cancer. Yes, he would have survived because people would have been like, eh, like Rose just said, he has cancer. But if it was after, I don't know. I think people, it's kind of hard to say after because because he wasn't racing anymore. Um, it's not like he was doing anything that was uh, related. Yeah, uh, it's not like he was doing anything that was related to to biking. So I think people were just like, oh, like it's just like when an Olympian. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, my bad. It's just like when an Olympian gets caught years later after they lost their gold medals. It's right. like your gold medals get pulled, but does anybody really care? But you, you know what, though? I feel like around that time, and I could be a little bit late to the party, but <laughs> no, seriously, because I feel like in the major leagues, like they mm. were going through this whole thing. Um, there was like, a time. There was yeah. a time when they were going through this whole thing. So I think people yeah, were more. People got pulled for like so, you Pop had like the Royce. whole Barry Bonds yeah. scandal. Then you had Mark McGuire. Then it had Jose Canseco dropping that book. Um, now, don't get it twisted. Like my times could be off, Canseco but Canseco was snitching. Yeah, you he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Book. he snitched so, the motherfucker. So, so the point I'm trying to make is, I, I feel like you know Brown. I feel like people have already seen this story. Like maybe it's just in another um, discipline, but it's all in sports. Like cycling is something different, but it's like, yo, we've seen this story before. Like, all right, when people realize that, you know, um, remember, was it Barry Bonds and yeah, what, yeah. What, Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire, and then um, Sammy Sosa, Sammy and then Sosa they had that like that whole now. they had. <laughs> I'm just saying, reaching the skin, you're a white dude. <laughs> yo, I didn't expect you to say that. Yo, <laughs> but to wrap up my point, yeah. I, I just feel like people who have become kind of desensitized to it, like a little bit, like to like the the, lies. Yeah, it's like all right. So all right, that's a good point. So it it it. Twenty thirteen, you had point, no can, you had no cancer coach. In that point, you, hmm. no, no, that, that's two good points. In twenty thirteen, did uh, you can did, get canceled did, by a brand, but. It, you but t- people, but people's voices weren't really out. Social media right. wasn't as big, wasn't as big. So people's right. voices weren't out there. But that, that's a good point. In 2013, um, was maybe the start of um, maybe people get maybe the people saying like, you know what? Because of this shit that you told us, we're gonna stop kind of messing with you a little bit. But they didn't. Maybe they didn't have the voice at the time yet. I yeah, think that's I, I just I, I feel like. The reason why, like, a lot of these, it really doesn't matter, and, like, a lot of these people probably shouldn't care. I just feel like we're in this, we have a culture now where it doesn't even matter if it's, it like, real or fake. Like, we have people who, you know, have butt lifts. We have people who have, like, and do people care? I don't know. I like, don't are we, know. people really having a, now, the only thing is, like, sports, so it's, like, money on the line and, it's like, histor- history behind it. But, I mean, the grand scheme of it, 
I mean, so what do you put a like an asterisk next to his his name, or you took his medals away, I mean, and that's yeah, it. That's like, I mean, yeah. what else do you 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 can't kill the guy? Like, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, weird. Twenty thirteen. I don't know, man. It's 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 weird because social was taken off. A brand could cancel you. You kind of go away, and people just forget about it. In today's world, brands don't cancel you because you know. Fucked up news is better than no news because you're not paying for advertising. You can try to get counseled. Like, people can try to, you know, counsel you, but right. nobody really get counseled, right? And people say the most outrageous shit to stay relevant, and it works. And we got a president who say the most craziest right. shit. Dude came, dude was running. So we're going to get to that. No, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just oh, trying yeah, to okay. tie it yeah, back yeah, to 2013. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, like, you know, in today's world versus and back then. he started then. then because yeah. that's when Obama was president. He was. He was he was trolling the president back then in 2013. Yeah. Right. So it almost like you look at like 2013 is the beginning of trolling culture, I guess, council culture from brands. But none of that shit really works. The trolling is just for getting on and the counseling is. Council culture almost becomes like its own way of advertising to a certain degree. Kinda. Like it's kind of cool to get counsel because motherfuckers talking about you. That's so true. It, so if if uh, I guess Lance Armstrong would have got counseled now, I think he'd have been a much more powerful brand now. Interesting. Whereas back then, he still wearing that red scar on his back for you know doping and 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 shit like that. You know he probably wasn't the only one. But, probably wasn't. But you know he he's still wearing that red scarlet on his back, right? Yeah. I think now. It wouldn't, have been, it wouldn't even matter. So, just real quick, because I forgot to mention this in the beginning. Instagram started in 2010. Yeah. Um, which, uh, let's let, let's put a hold on that and let's jump on let's jump on that once we get to 2015 and wrap up the first half yeah. of, the, of the, you know, of the 10 years, but like, um, of the decade. But uh, kind of jumping into 2014, uh, funny enough, I don't really have that much info from here. Nothing, ha- nothing happened. Uh, Malaysia Airlines. That's when that Malaysian airline disappeared. Right, I remember that. That was some wild shit. Damn, Sean, this is some dark shit. I'm sorry, yo. There's nothing positive that happened over the over the last. All right, uh, let me find some positive stuff. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure. Well, look, I can tell. I'm you sure what? there's a bunch of famous stuff that happened in 2014. But okay, I think it was a slow year. Uh, oh wait, real quick. Okay. Uh, I forgot to mention this because I just want to mention this. Uh, Ness- Nelson Mandela passed in 2013. Uh, rest in peace. And uh, Paul Walker did too. But I don't know. If, it depends on if you like them or not. Um, but all right, after your point, AD, we're gonna jump into 2015. My bad, but go ahead. I go. think you know it's funny. 2014 was the year that I started working at a really big tech company, right? Um, and my first assignment was working on an Apple Watch. Mind you, the Apple Watch didn't come out until 2015, but it, you know, Apple talked about this product for a whole year, right? So I feel like 2014, it became cool to like talk about something for a whole year before it even dropped. Like, mm. like, hey, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna. Was it out there, or were you? It, was it, it just like, hey, we want you to work on this, but don't talk about it yet? No, nah, it it was known that this watch was coming, but it didn't come out until 2015, mm. right? Like early 2015. But, you know, the projects working on the actual, you know, I guess product for for Apple's product. Yeah, I couldn't really talk about it at the time. But, you know, we wouldn't it was multiple companies, you know, developing experiences for the, this wearable device. But 
Apple literally talked about that watch for almost a year. Yeah. Before it came out, it wasn't just Apple. Like people got into like a habit of like informing you about a product that's gonna come out almost would like you say, six months would you, to a year would you prior say, to Would you say out. it's similar to if you just to uh, so I can understand musically? It's it's like the album rollout. Like yeah. like like you start talking about the product, you start kind of seeding it places. People start trying to find photos of it. Kind of like the iPhone, early yeah, iPhone. I guess you can say that, but it's weird because even doing that You start time, to build the hype up a little bit. But even during that time of, like, I guess, the you know, the, the 20-teens, a lot of albums were getting, like, these these surprise drops, right? Yeah. So, you know, My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy in 2010 was doing Good Fridays. And it was just dropping new albums, new songs every Friday out of the blue, right? No, no involvement with the record labels, no marketing. It was just throw it on Twitter and go, right? That right. was 2010, 20, which led up to like 2013, 2014, whatever. Beyonce dropped her album literally out of the blue. Oh, yeah, that was, I think, I wrote it down. That's in 2016, which we're going to get to in so, a second. So, again, yeah, like, you know, like, I feel like the labels was like pivoting towards like dropping things out of the blue. Tech companies took a label approach and started taking a long time to talk about a product that was either still being developed or it was just not ready to be put out to the public, right? Because, you know, a lot of times they were working out the bucks, right? They're getting guys like us to come up with all these cool ideas because, you know, Apple, they invent technology, but they have no clue how they're going to use it until they get, you know, source ideas from, like, different types of developers to come up with cool stuff. Then they come out with it, right? So, yeah, that was a weird year, man. That was a very weird year in terms of, like, just... Like engagement and just technology and just marketing, you know. Interesting. Yeah. So hype, a lot of hype, a lot of hype, a lot of hype that year. Oh, really? Because the next year got a lot more hype. But um, <laughs> all right. So all right, we halfway there. Twenty fifteen. There's some positive things that that happened in twenty fifteen. All right. Twenty fifteen. Barack Obama and Raul Castro meet in Panama. First meeting of U.S. and Cuban heads. Of state since uh, the Cuban Revolution. Uh, let me go through the list, and then we could kind of jump in and pull out one or two that that we think uh, captures that that year. Um, Donald Trump launches his campaign for presidency <laughs> 2015. Uh, China announces the end of their one-child policy after 35 years. Um, Marvin Gaye's family basically won the lawsuit when they sued Robin Thicke and Pharrell about uh, for that song, uh, Blurred Lines. Um, and I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that happened in 2015. But And, and then his last point is uh, Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog <laughs> announced the end of their relationship on oh, Twitter. Man. But here's the thing. Not, a, not important at that year, but if you think about that relationship ending on Twitter and Donald Trump starting his his presidency, people start to go to social media. Yeah, to a lot more to, to start to for plug news. plug their for their news. marketing for everything news. So uh, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, 2015 is halfway through the decade, and you start to see brands and people talk a lot more on social, um, even though these social platforms existed. Uh, people start to pull up a lot more. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of brands and people who probably started before that. But it was a tipping point. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a bit disruptive. Like if you think about it, right? Like 
we talked about Trump and trolling the president. Like, when has a president been like trolled like that? Like, at, never from a public. I mean, or, never like publicly like that, right? Like, never. Yeah. So, I mean, that was you, you look at they're like, well, that's different, yeah. right? And it's like, all right, yeah, like you're not doing a good job. I can do a better job than you, and I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show and prove, right? So, like, you know, he st- he stood on his words from from which was, you know, if you laugh at it or not. It is what it is, right? Then, um, I don't know. Another one st- uh, stuck out to me is is Kermit and Miss Piggy, right? Like, so as a child, and you you grow up, and you're like watching this, and you probably don't even think about them. I never even thought about them being together like that yeah. as a child. But like now, you hear it on Twitter, and it's like this big thing. I remember that that thought, year it was like a it was a huge thing. I thought Miss Piggy was a little thirsty. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I mean, you know, maybe, but I didn't hear him claiming. You know, he wasn't cuffing <laughs> it. He wasn't cuffing it. You know what I'm saying? So, oh my god. Or maybe he was behind, like when no one else was looking. You know what I mean? Wow. So, oh my um, but what I'm saying is, it's like you know, that takes you back to your childhood, right? Yeah. Automatically, it's like wow, like my childhood is kind of disrupted a little bit because, like, I didn't even think that. I didn't even care to think enough about this, but now everyone's talking about it, you know. And uh, like, and was this around the time? And I could be stepping out of pocket a little bit with the memes with the Kermit and like with the, the tea, I, with the tea, and it's like, like that ain't my uh, business. I think it's about right. it might be, it might it, be close so, to that time. Yeah. I mean, but that's another that's thing good, with that good, lived uh, on. That's another link. thing that kind of like lived on social, and it's like it just became this thing that yeah. started from your childhood, like you saw it one way, yeah. and now it's like a whole different way. So, no, I agree. It's weird because I, I guess I saw Piggy and Kermit like that uncle and aunt who was not married, but you know that oh this is my uncle and this is his wife, but they was like common law. Right. right? So the the Kermit Frog, uh, Kermit the Frog meme, um, allegedly according to online, started around 2014. Okay. So, but it, it kind of lived. It kind of yeah, lived out. Yeah. And the other thing, the last thing I was gonna say is like Obama meeting with Castro. Like that is something that. It's kind of like disruptive to the process that we've known in the last 50 something years because, you know, that that was the beginning of people able to uh, go to Cuba, which I haven't done yet. Back and forth to Cuba from the United States. It's difficult now. No, it's it's difficult (laughs) now, but it's like one of those things that kind of like, wow, like, you know, I think Trump reversed that. Well, of course. But but that it's funny you say that because that that year when he launched that me, I remember um Myself and a bunch of people that I knew that I was friends with in advertising were like, yo, we're going to go to Cuba because I think I think it was like and this is jumping close to 2016 when Trump was like kind of winning. And we were like, yo, you don't know what's going to happen with the law next year. So do it while it's super easy now. And then later on, we'll figure it out. And then lo and behold, uh, Trump won. Let's let's talk about, you know, you know, what, 45, 45? Whatever. I, yeah. I don't have to be correct. Right. I don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. I don't have to be accurate about him. But whatever. Um, he's been on a campaign, bro, since before he became president, and he has not come off that campaign since he started trolling like Barack. He's been more or less campaigning to be this, and he's still campaigning yeah. ever since then. So it's amazing how you take this idea of a troll, which can be turned into like a way to engage, you know, people. Or fans, or you know, your constituents, or right. your followers, however you want to call it, and turn it into something that's somewhat negative into a positive. 
Right. Especially with obviously technology with Cambridge Analytica, obviously with like you know the the media, and you know and just with him, right? So you you got trolling, influencer culture, technology, and this idea of the uh, and the, the perpetual antagonist. Right. Right. That becomes what we call social media now. Yeah. So real quick. Uh, just because I want to wrap up this uh, part one, uh, the first half of the decade, and we could jump into part two. I like that you said that, because um, just to go back to IG, Instagram started in 2010, and Twitter was invented before that, but it starts to blow up a lot more in the in the, oh, because 20, of the, in the yeah in the early 20 teens. Yeah, yeah. The start of super influencers and influencer culture, which we talked about before. Yeah. Um, how does how does that start to influence marketing? Like the influence of culture. Again, looking at it in hindsight, so it's easy to talk about, but you know, you start seeing brands saying, Hey, I'm a I'm a I'm gonna give my product to this to this person who has a following to talk about it. Um and, and I guess at, in the in the middle of the decade and then you know, we'll jump into it in the later half and see how it has blown up. Right. Um so, now go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean I think I think that's a good point. I mean, and all I could think about was like when AD was talking, and as you start to bring this this topic up, it was like social engineering, right? Like yeah. I feel like Trump is like no matter how you feel about him, like as as far as like a social engineer, from a social engineering and influencer base, like he kind of leads the charge because if you look at how he started and then how he even got into the conversation, just saying. The craziest shit. The craziest shit. It's like, you know what? I have the money. I'm going to go do this. Right. right? And he kind of did it, which opened up the eyes to other people, who say to younger people or whoever's on these platforms saying like, wow, you have a person who is like, just go his own. He goes right. his own way. He says what he wants to say. He has a little bit of paper and that he's running the country. Yeah. I could do that. But it's okay. And it's funny you say that, right? Because- the only reason why that's able to actually happen in like social media, mostly because social media is not regulated. Right. Right? So you look at like old media, like I'm not gonna say old media, but traditional media. Highly regulated. TV, print, radio, you FCC, can't FCC, everybody you, looking at it. If you put it, out yeah. an advertising, you have to say this is the advertising. Right? If this is um like like uh, media related around journalism. You have to say, well, this is a column for the New York Times. Right. In today's world, the, the influencer, you can't tell yeah. between if it's a real messaging or I would say legal. saying some bullshit, right? And that's dangerous. But and, legal just caught up with that. But the problem with that, bro, yeah. is like anybody. now you have to kind of say. Well, anybody can say that. anything and get put on. And right, and yeah. now these motherfuckers are getting into like positions of power. Well, that's well, the good. We kind of yeah, and and the only thing is, I think to that point, like we kind of led up to it, but now you're starting to see how like the tides are like changing a little yeah. bit because like Farrakhan got like they kicked him off Twitter. Kicked they say him off Twitter. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, like and, and Alex Jones. Alex Jones. If you want to look yeah. at the right, so the, the opposite. And, but your president who say crazy shit <laughs> is still on Twitter. But <laughs> but yeah, but I and think, how, wait yeah, so because you. I feel like we all chopped it up about this, like, and we looked at how many followers, right? Because we we spoke about how many followers does Trump well, think, have have on Twitter, yeah. and maybe this is another conversation, right? No, I no, I, I, I think I think I think that builds up. I think that 
That's a part two. That, that's a part two that gets to the climax of when you get to super influencers. Yeah. But okay. I think what we're talking about right now is like I'll hold on. the build up to get to that. Right. Because what I was going to say is if you look at um, these people just come to mind. They're not all the same. But if you look at people like Mark Zuckerberg, um, a Donald Glover, a Issa Rae, uh, maybe a Donald Glover and Issa Rae are better examples of people who kind of started building their brand and, 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 and putting their creativity out on their own. And then, you know, you start to see them build up. And then I think, Rose, you, I don't know what year this is, but I remember you told us a story of like one time in a meeting you pitched uh, a Issa Rae to work with uh, a company you work with. Um, and then you or, or, or you mentioned it. I don't know if you pitched it or, or also you mentioned like a Donald Glover. And at the time, the people who had like this old school mentality like, nah, we don't really mess with them. Yeah. 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 And I try to bring Ava DuVernay to the agency. Me and me and Shadow. Yeah. And you which know. is crazy because now yeah. now yeah. try to get us try to get her now. I'll go, go for it. But we try, and she loved the ideas, yo. but, you know, old thinking. Yeah. Right. But I think I think that's the point. Just to just to wrap up this, uh, the first half of the decade is that like you start to see this changing of the guard, right. uh, of 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 you not having to go and and also and and not even looking at Trump in a negative, but like he takes these the changing of the guard and not having he doesn't need to own New York Times, he doesn't need to own Fox. Nah, he'll just go on Twitter and say what what, what he wants to say, and I think. It's innovative way of looking at marketing yourself and it's, your brand. And, you know, influence is, influence is probably the most powerful tool, like more it than is. money. It is. When you can sway a, a group of people's, like, you could capture their attention. You can sway them in a direction to make them believe in whatever you're you're saying. That That's powerful, bro. Like, money can't buy that. That's true. I mean, it, in it theory, you think, in theory. But it's hard to a, replicate when it's, when it's natural. I, I get what you're saying. Right. With Kamala Harris right, right now. Exactly. Right? She ran out of money. She literally ran out of money and she can't build her influencer. Um, you know, I guess Gr- impact. Yeah, impact. Right? So, so yeah, it's real. So I mean I like that point and uh we gonna we gonna we gonna uh kind of wrap up uh the first half of the decade talk with the ad bros, uh my brother Easy Rose gonna sign us out and uh catch us on part two of uh you know a decade with the abros yeah man easy rose abros i know self talk when it comes to telling the truth